0: and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. Yeah, all right. Felt like we needed to have a singing song beginning to this one. Uh, well, oh, you know I, what? Jeff, I sh- you should have
1: said Aloha, Internet. Always. I should have, and then Jeff, I should have sang
0: Jeff. the opening theme as yeah. Elvis. What is wrong with me, TC? Thank you very much. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I had just, a perfect opportunity and I completely just This said is no. this is uh, <laughs> this is what
1: happens when we take a week off, I think is what we're, we're realizing here.
0: <laughs> Man, you know what? It used to be that when we took time off we got better for those episodes <laughs> <that> we came <laughs> back for
1: and <laughs> we came back strong. Well here we here we are, back again. What here are we, we are. doing? St- c- well, continue welcome. your intro
0: <laughs> yes continuing it welcome back everybody uh this week we are watching again for those of you out there first off real quick hold on i'm jeff mm. hi everybody hi, hi jeff uh hi. there's tc over there hi, hi. tc aloha aloha <laughs> tc well now again tc and i are no longer in the same room again like no, we were in last episode no, uh no. only got to do one of those this week or this time but
1: uh states, states but. away. I'm in Colorado this Yeah.
0: <laughs> if people don't know this, TC just likes to move from state to state just randomly tra- for no real reason. I travel. Reason. He, I travel a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quote unquote, travel, not totally kicked out of apartment. What? Uh, That's- <laughs> no. No, TC doesn't do that. TV, t- TV <laughs> travels a lot. Yeah, you're TV now. I'm not mm-hmm. calling you TC. It's too hard. It's too many letters.
1: <laughs> we are Sorry. off the rails. <laughs> What's happening?
0: What's even happening? So anyways, hello, TC. Welcome back to the show again.
1: Yeah, good to be back, I'm, and, and be welcome back. back, all our listeners. Uh, for those of you who might have pressed on this episode without knowing what we're talking about, Jeff, what are we talking about today? This week, we watched the
0: second. I believe it is the second of two 2002 films. Uh, sorry, no, this is the first of two 2002 yes. films. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Uh, we watched Lilo and Stitch.
1: Yes, yes, we did. Yes, indeed.
0: And now, right off the bat, I do want—I kind of want to bring up—I want to bring up something. So, like a lot of our Disney movies, especially the earlier ones that we uh, we've already watched, obviously stuff like Cinderella and Snow White and all those. um, A lot of early Disney works, and even up into through, through, you could argue Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Lion King, um, Mm -hmm. some of those—they're all. They often are tend to be based upon uh, published works, published books. Now, Atlantis wasn't last time, uh, and uh, Emperor's New Groove wasn't really the week before that, but. uh, uh, we hit Lilo and Stitch and this one I just I found it very interesting because I did not know this about this film. Okay. Um I was not aware that the that one of the two directors uh, and writers like this is based on an unpublished book the guy had made.
1: That's right. Yes, way, way back in the 80s he had, right. he, tr- he had illustrated a children's book Lilo and Stitch that nobody wanted. And so it was just this idea he had pocketed all these years waiting for his chance to to, to bring it out. And it took two flaps in a row and Disney once again, <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this we is, need to go back to the books guys. You know what? This is, this is standard Disney tradition because Dumbo, which was the fourth animated movie was a result of too much money had gone into snow whites and Bambi and Fantasia and they had not recouped their money. So Disney needed something smaller on a much smaller scale that they could produce and uh, that had happened with Emperor's New Groove, which we praise. I, I praise it for because mm-hmm. it was a chance. It was a chance to for the animators to really pour their hearts and souls into something on a on a skimmed down budget and a last minute panic. Right, uh, Atlantis and I think it was Fantasia two thousand were both so financially unsuccessful that uh, and Emperor's New Groove was unsuccessful as well. That Disney had to pare down their next production, which led to. Uh, this and a lot of the animators had gone on to the next project, which they had <laughs> Disney had put a lot of hopes into, which we will get to soon, which is Treasure yep. Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. Yep. Uh, so this Lilo and Stitch came out of another necessity and another example of you know what? Hey, you, this team over here, show us what you got. What do we got to right. lose? Right. And there's and,
0: one thing I will say for it for it being more of that again, just like Emperor's New Groove, for it being a more like Kind of pulled back and a little more restraint, or not restraint, but just like, yeah, you just go ahead and make your make your film. It's a very pretty movie. It's oh, yes. well done. Yes, the, this, the,
1: this is the first time, this is watercolor backgrounds again. We have not seen yeah. watercolor backgrounds since Dumbo, right? Uh, and there's even right. a tip of the hat to Dumbo in that Dumbo is one of the dolls in Lilo's room. And that hand drawn watercolored background brings such a beauty. To this movie, we talk about this all the time. We always, it's it's hard for us not to say these movies are beautiful, mm-hmm. but there is something so distinctly beautiful about Lilo and Stitch, and the fact that it's set in in Hawaii that gives it such a unique and wonderful quality. Visually right. set set in
0: Hawaii, and also apparently set in our world,
1: present like day. Not yes. present day.
0: Yeah. Not in and also not in like the if there is anything of it. It's not in the Disney universe. Like, Lilo and Stitch does not take place in the same world as Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast no. and Snow White. <laughs> if, if you want
1: to play that connecting game that we've been playing of yeah, connecting it's, certain it's fun. ones together. Yeah, it is I can't help myself. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no. It's, it is fun. But, uh, but you're right, because it has the Dumbo doll. It has. Uh, it, there's even a Mulan poster in the background. Right. Of, uh, there's a Mulan the,
0: poster in the background. And Elvis is represented by actual
1: photographs
0: Yes, that's right.
1: They that, and like, the uh, the old black and white movie they see in the TVs, uh, right. At the at the TV store,
0: right? Like it's not it's not um it's not just a, a, an animated version of it. Like it's it's the, it's actual live action, which kind of leads this leads this which was an interesting technique. And uh, I, I I just I wanted to bring it up because while we're talking about this kind of throwback to an old school style of Disney, to the decision to integrate. Live action photograph or live action video and photograph actual photographs of Elvis into it is this weird kind of hybrid of different techniques, and I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out why. Why did they go that route? Like, why is that what they? what they decided to do because they could have very easily have animated a movie for the TV screen and done a car, you know, a character cartoon, cartoon, Elvis. cartoon yeah, of yeah. Elvis.
1: You know, I, I don't know what their, their rationale behind it w- was, but I, I genuinely appreciate it because this, this era and I, and this once again, lends to uh, surprises. Well, okay put a pin in that, lends it to surprises of, of, uh, of taking chances. It's a sci-fi movie. It's set in present day. It's set in real world. They used Elvis music, like yeah, a lot of Elvis, of Elvis music in this. <laughs> Which um, I didn't know. And it, I was very excited about yeah, that. <laughs> uh, and and that's taking chances. It is not, I don't feel that this is right to call this another dark age movie in a derogatory sense. I think that right. this very much is a an unsung classic and one of the most successful movies of this era, one of the only actual financial, su- financially successful movies of the two thousands, and uh, and I, and I wonder, Jeff, had you seen this before? So I I thought before I started watching it that I had. Okay.
0: I had this recollection of seeing this. <clears throat> I, at least I thought I had seen this in college. <clears throat> uh, maybe it wasn't the entire film. I know. I, I know we watched. So I know. I know we watched Iron Giant. In college, oh. because Ooh, I, w-
1: <laughs> I went <laughs> to quick animation school. there, folks. That is one of the all-time <laughs> greatest animated movies, right there.
0: <laughs> I went to an animation school, so of course we studied animated film and film too. We studied mm-hmm. both of them. Had a lot of screenwriting classes and all that. So I had seen Iron Giant, and I thought I'd, I thought we had watched Lilo and Stitch, but I watched this movie, and I. I the only things I remember, and this might very well have been just because maybe I saw a clip online. Um, I knew the I knew the uh,
1: Lilo using Stitch's finger to play the record. Yeah, like <laughs> that. that was, I knew that was, that was their main <laughs> preview, like the main uh, trailer that came out for the movie was Nani, look at this, and he puts she puts the fit. And, yeah. So that may have been what you had seen,
0: right? And then I've I know I saw the uh, comparison. Of uh, what the original ending of this film was supposed to be, uh, that they changed into yes. the ending yeah. that it is because of the the nine eleven terrorist attacks. Yeah, uh,
1: we will um, and we'll we'll touch on that later in the in the episode here. So you, yeah. it sounds like this was fresh fresh eyes for you. This and that's was exciting.
0: Yeah, it was very wow. fresh, and I I I'm I'm gonna be very upfront and honest with everybody. I did not know how to feel about this movie
1: through. Almost the entire movie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess it's because this is such much like Emperor's New Groove and how that movie stands out. Mm-hmm. This movie really is it's a very unique animal, uh, as unique as Stitches himself. This right. movie is so unique structurally, uh, character characterization, even the animation technique is much different than anything we've seen up to this point. And I, I think all of that is a credit to this film. Uh, I have seen this movie. Uh, I have seen it multiple times. This is another cheater for me because I did do an episode of my YouTube series, The One Minute Rewatch, plug uh, of this movie in particular. <laughs> How so dare I do- <laughs> you plug your own work, sir? <laughs> I, I do have, I do have feelings for this movie. So Jeff, you you may have missed out and I don't know if you got a chance to check this out. Uh as as much as a risk this movie was in its in its conception and mm-hmm. and its uh, execution, this has one of the all-time best advertising campaigns. And so I don't I know, know if you got to look did, at the, any of these
0: the the, the, the teaser trailers.
1: Yes, the teaser I've trailers. S- they did I four sold- of these.
0: <laughs> okay, I saw the four teaser trailers. Actually, I was watching the four teaser trailers right before you called. Uh, okay, <laughs> before okay. we started recording, because <laughs> so I'm like, I need to see these things.
1: This it is it is one of the best marketing campaigns of all time. If if those of you listening have not seen it, they're just 30 second clips or 30 second teaser trailers, uh, set in Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King. It, four iconic moments from those movies and all stitched, during a
0: song from those all movies during too. Uh,
1: so a whole new world um part of your world uh, yep. uh the opening um the opening song for lion king and uh, and uh, it, and beauty and the beast it, yep. And then Stitch interrupts them. It's just it's just so brilliant. It's so brilliant. And it's so like, people had no idea what this movie was because it was like, here's a clip from Beauty and the Beast. And all of a sudden, the chandelier falls down and Stitch is laughing. Right. And Belle's like, get your own movie. That's always what everyone says. <laughs> get your own movie. It and, almost um,
0: feels it like it like going into it, Had had those trailers been what I saw of this film, I would have gone, okay, is this a movie about a character that finds its way into the disney like movies In, like infiltrating what, all the movies yeah <laughs> right like is is it is this what we're going to get cuz that's kind of that's kind of where it was going that's what it almost felt like to me yeah
1: yeah a campaign like that would would definitely lead me to believe okay this is is is, is that what the premise of it's going to be but no this right. is this is stitch is a an, an an alien creation he's he's an unstoppable killing machine who just right. happens to be super cute uh, he escapes and crash lands on earth. They want to blow earth up, but there's a mosquito there. That's a, uh, the mosquito is a, a protected species. <laughs> right. Um, and so the jumbo and Pleakley are, are two aliens are sent to, to capture stitch. Meanwhile, you have Lilo and Nani who are two sisters who are just trying to survive in a very real world Hawaii. Um, they've lost their parents. Nani is old enough to have uh to be the parent now to have par- uh, to be the guardian of Lilo and she needs to hold down a steady job in order to keep custody, which is a, ve- that's a very unique, that's again, unique story. Uh, yeah. a cust a custody battle. Um, and, uh, you have, uh, agent Cobra bubbles <laughs> played brilliantly by thing. <laughs> Rames, who oh, is yes. the, uh, who is the agent who is going to take her away.
0: I would just like to say that the, the cast they have for this film Mm-hmm. Is fantastic.
1: Oh, you know, yeah, you, yeah.
0: you got you, you got Kevin McDonald as as Pleakley. Now I don't know how recognizable <laughs> Kevin McDonald is to most people, but seriously, uh, yeah, it's, come on, it's, it's oh, the Bird Lady.
1: <laughs> oh
0: man, I he's Kids so in the hall, recogni- man. Yeah, Kids in the Holiday. Like he's so recognizable. Mm-hmm. His voice is so uniquely him, it's, and, it's, uh, and of it's, course. It's, Jumba, played by David Ogden Steers, who at this point is just literally a Disney staples. He, he he's the he, go-to man. Yeah, he's the go-to. <laughs> he he is the guy who did the voice of um, Baloo from from back in this like all the movies that we did in the sixties and the seventies. Um, no, that from, be like, no, 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 no. Not saying he's the same person, but oh, he is. Okay. The, he's the sorry. He's oh, the modern equivalent of like, okay, <laughs> or or um or uh, oh man, what was our Sterling other guy? Yes, thank you. He's the Sterling Holloway of the old school, where it's just like, yeah, we're just gonna keep bringing you in, just keep bringing him just in, do out <laughs> and, and he's and great it? too
1: because he has such a, a, a wide breadth of voices that you you can't pinpoint him as one or the other. Like, oh exactly. yeah, that's the guy who did Radcliffe's voice from Pocahontas. Yep. Um, and then you have uh, Tia Carrera, who voices <sighs> Nani, uh, the little girl who voices Lilo, and and <laughs> the, real and, quick, the little girl who voices Lilo. Who is Samantha
0: from the original, or sorry, Samara from the original Ring film, by the way.
1: What? No same,
0: way. The same year this movie came out, she, she also was... played Samara, or Samara wow. from oh the God, original yeah. Ring.
1: <laughs> well, there's a, uh, a discography <laughs> for you.
0: I am to beat her and went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she's the same. And she's also Samantha Darko from Donnie Darko. <laughs> Oh, cool! Which is I just didn't know that. Like cool. a weird, just what a pfft, a that's weird filmography. A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
1: a, a credit to the filmmakers they mm-hmm. they brought on natives of Hawaii to voice main characters as well as help with proper dialogue, proper dialect, and there's a lot of, of cultural appreciation happening in this film. And unfortunately, they cut they cut a great sequence. From this movie, that uh, I I, recommend checking it out if you want to dive a little deeper into the the history and the production of of Lilo and Stitch. But they cut a scene. I don't know if you saw this, Jeff, but they cut a scene where Lilo is talking about the tourists that come to Hawaii. Just they don't understand the natives. And they treat oh. the natives poorly. And it's, and it's very true. The, the people, the, the mainlanders who come to Hawaii, treat it as this exotic location. And they kind of mistreat and misrepresent the Hawaiian people and the Hawaiian culture. And there's a scene where uh, a car rolls up while Lilo and Stitch are walking down the street. And a, a, a tourist leans out the window and yells at Lilo like, hey, do you know where this thing is? And Leo just points. And they're like, oh, well, you don't speak any English? And then they drive away. And it's this rude moment from a mainlander, and it's a it's a sad commentary on the the state of affairs in 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 that region of the world, in that region of our country. But it's because it's from a six year old's perspective. There's a sweetness to it and a sweet reality to it. And there's little moments like that that are still sprinkled throughout, such as Nani having trouble uh, finding work. Um, the the old lady she tries to get the job with is right. struggling a little bit and there's still those nice representations of of Hawaii present day Hawaii in the film and that's a credit to the filmmakers that they that they didn't culturally appropriate anything <laughs> oh sorry you need to catch a train jeff Am I boring I'm you? sorry.
0: Uh, I was uh, uh, so I realized, GC. In order for us to do this podcast, I just need to be in Colorado, so I'm going to take a train right now to Colorado. Uh, no, no, actually, this
1: is a, this where it's it's a perfect interruption because I dang. I know that uh, for the most part we try not to get too political on the show, so maybe I was verging too political for you. The
0: train, the train that comes by once every four and a half days, decided now was the time to come by because you were getting too political, TC. Uh, and Anyway, no, no. anyway, it, it,
1: it's just a tip of my hat to to the production itself that they took the time to to learn the culture and allow people that are a part of the culture to be a part of the production. Um, well, something I've mentioned in in past review of this film is that uh, everyone was praising Moana for being this first a first for Disney, seeming to forget that Lilo and Stitch exists as a film set in the Pacific, as a mm-hmm. film that that represents Pacific Islander uh, Pacific. Blah, blah, blah. Pacific Islanders, your turn, Jeff. You talk. Say something. Words are fun. Uh, say something. Hi. Something. Hello. Uh,
0: well, and this was the first time that we. This was the first time we'd seen Hawaii, hasn't it? Like it's as it mm-hmm. being like a location mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. universe. Because we've done like the Caribbean, or do we see something for like one of the uh, hashtag package films back in the day? No,
1: no, no. Because those stuck to Central and South America, so we didn't okay. get we didn't verge into uh, Hawaii itself. So this is a first, a first time for this location. Um, and that's kind of what minutes. I
0: was thinking. Like I I thought that this was a like a first time and it's 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 always funny. It's like, wow, where haven't we gone in Disney <laughs> World or not Disney World, but like Disney mm. universe? Like where have we not had a film take place at? I'm waiting for a Canadian one. There's gotta be a <laughs> uh, Canadian one. Actually, is that uh, what we're gonna come up to in the upcoming films?
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll sounds get, like
0: so so we'll get we'll there get in a there minute. we'll get there
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, one last thing I want to say want to say about the production about another reason why I, th- I think that this movie has a unique quality to it from the very bones, like the bare skeleton of it is right. that this was produced in Orlando and not in California. This was produced in the at, at the uh, the Orlando wing of Disney Animation and mm-hmm. the only other time we've seen a film fully produced in the Orlando studio was Mulan. And if you remember if you think back to our Mulan episode we did discuss that there was a freshness to the movie right. that uh, we hadn't seen before and I think that plays in part to the people that were involved in making it, this—it's funny because California is closer to Hawaii, but maybe it was that departure, um, right? But those... it,
0: could, it could very well have been because you know, and, and this is not saying this is how it was or this is how Disney as a company would run itself, but maybe because it was in the Florida animation department, you know, or the studio down there, that the big wigs didn't put as much pressure on them, yeah, or maybe, yeah, yeah. or maybe they they just they would. You know, because it's this whole concept of like, oh, if you work in a company that has multiple uh, like locations, and you don't work at the location where the big boss owner works, you tend to have a little more laid back and a little more fun at work because you're not, you don't have that pressure of that person uh, breathing down experience. your neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> breathing down your neck. I'm speaking from experience. This has happened to me in the past, so it kind of feels like, well, maybe that's maybe that's what happened with this because. You know the the big wigs aren't you know in Florida breathing down all the animators and the filmmakers' necks, and it allowed them to kind of have a little more fun, be a little more quote unquote mm-hmm. laid back, and come up with something new and original. That uh, without that pressure of just like it has to be like this, yeah, it must yeah. be done. Do it's you have it, it done yet?
1: I, I certainly think that is it because all the resources um, were. Pump being pumped towards the next big thing, the next big project, which I believe is Treasure Planet. That uh, mm-hmm. people were able to re- relax a little bit, and it goes back to that heart and soul. Now, all, all, all this being said, Jeff, you you had stated that you weren't quite sure how to feel about this movie as you were watching it. What what, uh, what leads you? What led you through those? What was your array of emotions as you were watching this?
0: So, my array of emotions, like going into the beginning, I'm sitting there being okay. So this is a okay. This is a sci-fi movie. I thought this thing took place in Hawaii. I did not have any knowledge of that. And I'm like, okay, watching through and I, you know, that laughing. And then I'm just like, what the crap is, what is Stitch? Oh, he's a, okay. <laughs> so, like, that's happening. And then once we get to Hawaii and we have the uh, that chunk of the film that's all about Lilo and her sister and like all the hardships and all that and right, very right, right, realistic but- family fighting and sadness and just. What the crap just happened? Like uh, <laughs> such a weird is...
1: juxtaposition of the two. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like I'm. 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 Uh, what? What is going on? I feel really bad for Lilo now, and she just wants to be a little girl and have fun and enjoy herself, and she's not. And oh no, what's going on? And it made me sad. And it made me sad. And it kept making me very, Aww. very sad. And then Stitch shows up, and it's like, oh, this is a moment of happiness. Oh no, it's sad again. Nope, it's more <laughs> sad. And I am sorry. I am sorry. I. Will forever skip the scene where Stitch goes into the jungle after reading the book of the Ugly Duckling and says what like like help or home or something like that or Mama or something because oh. he realizes that he is like the Ugly Duckling and has to like call for help because there's nobody else like him.
1: Yeah, that it, it, this movie killed me. <laughs> T.C. <laughs> this movie plays <laughs> on this wonderful theme, and and we 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 very often discuss about the whether movies worthy sitting down, sitting a kid down in front of thematically, this movie is about these outsiders trying to come together and Ohana become a family. No one gets left behind. The theme of this movie is so strong and it's executed so well in all the character arcs that we see throughout this film as ridiculous as a lot of the comedy is in this. And there are some wonderful physical comedic gags in this. And, and this is one of those things rewatch it and, ch- and, and, catch those little bits you might miss. One of my favorite gags that I'd never noticed the first few times, which is so obvious of a gag, but just cracks me up so hard now is when um the the grand councilwoman asks Stitch to say something he and the one robot pukes up nuts and bolts. <laughs> it's so silly, but it's um but the 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 themes of this movie are so strong and and, and there's, a, there's a great way to point to this film and be like, Stitch is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a murderous, evil, yes! little bad guy. But there is a, a, a goodness within him. And Lilo is this... this Her name means the generous one, if you translate her name from the indigenous Hawaiian. And uh, it also means lost, which is perfect for the theme. And she, she is this incredible heroine of a character who who sees the oddballs, who sees the outsiders and welcomes them. She has her doll. She has, she has, she loves stitch. And, um, that's, it's such an amazing characterization in her. Also, yeah. he
0: says the word, sorry, he says the word lost. When you said, when you said her name, meaning, uh, generous oh, yeah. and like the theme of lost, I'm like, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. He goes outside with the book after she goes yeah. to bed and just looks at the page and then just starts saying lost. A couple Mm. times, and I went, no, no, screw you, movie! Do not do this to me, because that's what that is. What confused me? You just you brought it up, exactly perfectly, because it's he is a bad guy. Stitch is introduced as the as as a villain, as a bad
1: guy. Yeah, he was created as a weapon by Jumbo. Yeah,
0: and and they played on that. Excuse me, they played on that for so long in the film with him kind of like maintaining his his bad side and granted yes i'm aware. it's aware because i'm aware that he's he's he doesn't know any better he was made to be this way that's just it's, how he's going it, to be yeah
1: it, and and that plays towards nature versus nurture which is a much deeper conversation that you can have using this film of all films as an example yeah. of of that of that philosophy of of child rearing Um, Yeah, like, I love when he sets up the blacks to make the city, and she's like, oh, Tokyo, rah, he just (laughs) knocks it all down, and she's like, she's she's just like, you really are just bad.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm so confused, and even, like, it made it worse, because I was so emotionally, but also, like thought-provokingly confused during, again, the jungle I'm lost scene because Mm. I'm like, no, he's supposed to be bad. I'm not supposed to care, but I do care because he's cute and I feel for him and I'm so sorry that you are like this right now and I don't (laughs) want to watch anymore and I just want him to be happy and I want them all to be happy and I didn't want to watch more.
1: Oh, I don't it's, like uh, movies let, that
0: play with my emotions, TC. <laughs> I, I love this movie for playing with my emotions,
1: especially because it, it plays with such deeper themes than we see in more standard, uh, traditional Disney movies. Not not to knock the, the Disney movies such as... I mean, going all the way back to Dumbo, which this certainly has parallels to someone who's an outsider, someone who's misunderstood. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I I really appreciate when the movies when you start peeling back the layers and you get into the into the the weeds of what what the movie is presenting that it offers itself to to deeper conversation and I- and that's something that this movie does in in spades
0: yeah i do like the fact that the movie do- is not a as much as I was literally just complaining about it, uh, I do like. That I know it's, you're playing. <laughs> you're, you know. Je- everyone,
1: Jeff's not really complaining. He's. I'm just not being complaining. Silly.
0: <laughs> I hope after 42 episodes, everybody knows that most of the time when I complain, I'm usually just in love with the movie. Yeah, uh, but like, like I like though that despite the fact that I was so I, I, I was so confused about it, I like that he didn't just come up to earth there's a little montage of Lilo going no no you can't be bad you have to be good and then after like a song you know mm-hmm. 25 minutes in the movie he's a good guy like nah, i'm glad he... it, i'm glad it didn't go that way i'm glad they maintained his like struggle to like to go between being good and bad and mm-hmm. kind of bounces back and forth a little bit in spots and and you know and, and just cuz that 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 made the film more interesting to watch because I didn't know I'd seriously going in like I mean I knew there was a sequel and I knew there was a TV show I knew yes, that much yes. but going into it I even halfway through the film I had no idea how this thing was going to end <laughs> well, I'm like I don't it, I don't know is he going to get like is is Stitch that is in the sequel is that like a different Stitch you know, does he, does he knock his head and become a good guy a la Adam's family and Uncle Fester at the end? Like what, what is this? Like what happens in this movie? I did not know, which kept me intrigued That's exciting. through the entire I, film to keep did, watching.
1: Did it, uh, I mean, I, I suppose I would, we, we can keep delving into other areas of the conversation, but I mean, did you feel fulfilled by the end of it? Were you happy? Did you feel satisfied with the arc of Stitch himself, like where he ends up?
0: Yes, I I liked it because I liked the, I like his his arc of, you know, literally being he like he's not not that he's not real but like being made just to be a weapon and having no other purpose in life. I like his arc of finding that other purpose in his existence. Meanwhile, you know, the sisters Lilo and her sister bringing their fan like you know finding a way to make their family work and everything be happy there and also finding more family in the other aliens and stitch <laughs> like i I like that these two very distinct you know arcs end up together at the end of the film and i was I was happy about that like there was nice closure. I don't need to see a sequel. I don't need to see the series.
1: Yeah, it, it's it just goes to the success of the film itself that there are so many. There's so many sequels to this that Stitch was is still this insanely popular character. I mean, Jap- in Japan they animated a whole Stitch series, a Lilo and Stitch series for how popular this this movie was. Um, which you can find on YouTube it's not dubbed though so you'd have to you'd have to know Japanese to understand it but um... ah, well
0: obviously I do TC so I mean I'd be okay <laughs> ah very good oh <laughs> ah, very um, good yes
1: that was uh, a great quip that stitch just <laughs>
0: said everybody no nobody hear
1: it oh no uh, okay I, I, I really really like that the exploration of love in this is not a romantic love even going so yes. far as Nani because she's so devoted to her family and her sister that she's romantically unavailable to yeah. uh, I can't remember the 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 guy's name who um, who likes them or who likes her. Uh, who, uh, you know, was, he, was it was it
0: David? Was David, it David, yes. They, okay. yeah. and, okay. yep. and he
1: gets involved. Like obviously, he's he's a. A part of this family unit in, in his own way, but Nani is like, I need to work. I need to focus on my sister. I'm yep. trying to keep this family together, and it's so. Some of their moments together are so sweet. Uh, when she, when they talk about their parents, when they, when they're laying in the hammock together, and Stitch watches them from a distance. I even love this that very sisterly bond of both of them screaming into their pillows. <laughs> their, their sisterly arguments are so cute and real. Like, go to your room. I'm in <laughs> my room. I'm in my room, <laughs> scream in the pillow. Um, yep, and, uh, and and there's there's such wonderful nuance in their relationship. As much as a sisterly love is, is gonna be is gonna come up again in Frozen down the line, right. uh, I think this movie plays it so realistically and so strongly that this is one of the best families uh, family units that we've seen in these films. One of the best,
0: um, I, and easily probably one of the most realistic, like you said earlier. Yes,
1: yeah. Uh, the the Lilo being an outcast; she's only six years old. They've lost their parents, and how both of them have acted out in their own way to try to try to survive. Um, I, I just really love love that aspect of the story, uh, and Lilo herself is such a a wonderful weirdo. I love how. Of much of an outsider she is, she's not a monster like Stitch, but she's treated mm-hmm. as such an outsider. I don't know. She <laughs> flat out
0: punched that girl in yeah, the face it, in the beginning. She she sure did. <laughs> so I think we could argue that a monster found a monster.
1: <laughs> uh, one of my favorite little elements um, is that she feeds the fish, uh, pudge pudge the fish every Thursday or Tuesday a peanut butter sandwich. Um, and she, and she says it's because Pudge can control the weather. And I feel like that is her six year old mentality of, if I can feed this fish to control the weather, there will never be another rainstorm that right. a couple that apparent that parents will crash in that. Yep. That's that sweet six year old, innocent imaginative rationale about trying to save and help other people to never go through the pain that she went through. That is just beautiful.
0: Well, man, and the fact that that's how the parents died, you know, yeah. was like, it was a car accident, and it wasn't anyone's fault. It was the weather. Like, that's, again, just, just adding to the level of realism that this movie was trying to... Put you know put the world and you know what I think that just answers our question because uh, that I had from earlier about why they use the live action stuff and the fact that it does have a Mulan poster and it it feels it doesn't take place within the traditional Disney universe mm-hmm. because they were trying they were trying to make they had to have been trying to make uh, just logically a realistic worlds like put you know despite the fact that there's an alien from space that comes down here (laughs) and they fly a ship around hawaii uh despite that but grounding it in that realistic world as much as humanly possible and even going as far as having realist you know real life people in the film you know for certain aspects of it just helped bring it to our world more because oh it's not just a cartoon. This yeah, is yeah. closer to us, and that makes their realistic story more, um, more uh, not ex- I don't acceptable is not maybe not necessarily the right term, but it makes sense in this world.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, what it, let's actually let's uh, d- dive into just the use of Elvis music. I mean, first of all, Alan Silvestri is the composer on this, so that's I awesome. Know. That's and awesome. And he worked <laughs> and he worked with a, another Hawaiian composer to create the the sound of this movie. And this this is a beautiful score. I I know I keep just, I'm just obviously praising the heck out of this movie. Um, But what did you think? TC, do you uh, like this movie? Uh, I feel like you. I I kind of like this movie. (laughs) Uh, How do you feel about the use of Elvis's music? Because honestly, uh, someone pointed this out to me, someone tweeted at me, I had to shut my computer for the sake of the internet, so I don't have it in front of me. (laughs) But someone tweeted at me that they became a fan of Elvis because of this movie. And I do feel like the Elvis, uh, The one, um, his his best of album came out around this time with Mm -hmm. like the uh, the the Junkie XL remix of a little less conversation. Yeah, this was about the time Oceans Eleven came out. Um, I do feel like maybe there might be a generation of people who became fans of Elvis because of this movie, right? (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: and there's a there's a ton of songs in this movie, but like like it's not just oh well, it's you know they they play Heartbreak Hotel. And like, that's it. And like, they just, they, maybe they play it like twice in the movie. It's not, it's not like that. Like, no.
1: It's her, I mean, it's her pouting music. I love that.
0: <laughs> but like, I like Suspicious Minds and Can't Help Falling in Love and Hound Dog mm-hmm. and, and Heartbreak mm-hmm. Hotel and even stuff like You're the Devil in Disguise and Blue Hawaii, which don't, Tend to get as they're not as. Oh popular. yeah, those are those are certainly I mean,
1: not the most popular Elvis songs. Right,
0: they're slightly deeper cuts. I mean, I know them. I I enjoy my Elvis. I cannot help <laughs> that. But but like it's it's this is like a love letter to Elvis, which is mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm. But I could easily see it being uh, a, a song like a movie that would help push people because it's there's so much there's so many good hits in there and they are appropriate for the sequence that they are being used in. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, they're they're
1: certainly not shoehorned in pop hits at all. They all have context, context in the scenes that they're used in very, very effectively.
0: Now, this is another one of those movies now, I think, cause I feel like we we're out of that or I know we are out of that. We're out of the films that have songs sung by characters, at least for a while. Um, you know, like like breaking in a song like Aladdin and Lion King and all those things. And I feel yeah. like this movie found a way to kind of still have that vibe, but using Elvis songs. Mm-hmm. Instead of the mm-hmm. characters singing the songs, the Elvis songs act as like, oh, it would be like, this is a scene where there would be a song mm-hmm. in it, you know. And, and, and this is kind of the emotional tone of this sequence, does if that makes sense you know oh
1: yeah absolutely absolutely that that, that it, it's just one another another element of the chemistry that just just worked um,
0: I, so I, sometimes I feel like all we do is sit and praise a lot of these movies and just, but yeah. I feel like that's also part of this podcast. That's the point of it, right? Like, <laughs> Hey, well, look, I can, this movie's good.
1: <laughs> I can, I, if, if we can get a, I suppose a little critical, um, and this will kind of lend itself into a discussion about the original ending. There is the antagonist of this, which is the shark, um, the bounty hunter shark who, who wants to, who wants to capture, um, Stitch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the contrivance of the last of the last scene where uh, Lilo is being taken away by Bubbles, the shark attacks, <laughs> um, uh-huh. and the whole action sequences. <laughs> Bubbles, in the end, being a former agent of Area Fifty One, CIA, and all that, and being like, "Okay, that that was a Deus Ex Machina ending, right? right? Like there was no real reason." That came out of the blue. That he would yeah. suddenly be like, "Oh, aliens!" Okay, so that is a weaker aspect of the film that it does come to that. Uh, but I, it's, I'm forgiving of it because it's so it's, it's such a sweet movie anyway. That I, right, that I don't, I don't, I'm not going to dock it too many points because it it had such a contrived ending,
0: right? Because I mean, I suppose at that point to to introduce. You'd have to introduce a whole new like slew of, or maybe like at least one or two new characters right. that show up for like the last ten minutes only, and that would just probably be more distracting and and less forgiving. Because now you're like, well, this movie was flowing really well, and now who, uh, who are, are these, these people? new people? Yeah, yeah. And wait, so oh, the movie's done. What? Oh,
1: <laughs> so there there is that element of it that the that the la- like the end the climax of this film does. Like particularly that that dynamo at the end where bubbles is like okay you can stay with her but I'm gonna be keeping my eye on you. That's a little weak, but it's right. not so weak that it, it 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 completely ruins the film. Um, uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about this. They had to they had to switch mid production what the finale of this movie is, and the finale is available. Uh, you can find the anima- uh, the the nearly complete version of this online, right. which was. Uh, it's not a giant spaceship that Stitch gets to chase uh, the shark and try to rescue Lilo. It's an airliner. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then it's a, not a, flying it's like a around the island. <laughs> yeah, it's flying around all, like Honolulu proper, through the city, through skyscrapers, through buildings. And to come and to have that come so quickly after the events of September 2011, yep. or, or September 11, 2001, um, was definitely a <laughs> would have been very disrespectful. And they, they, they uh, called an audible really effectively. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't harm the climax that they changed the ship, that they changed the location. It does not ruin anything of the film,
0: and it's actually the the thing is is I'm and I'm curious to know uh, how many people out there even knew this was a thing,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: because I I knew it I knew it had happened beforehand because I think I'm pretty certain certain you and I talked about it actually I think you were the one that introduced it to me It was ages actually a, ago.
1: A, a friend of the show from the Technophiles podcast. David Geisler was the one oh, who, yes. uh, who told both of us about it because I hadn't heard about it. It was when I did the um, the video game weekend with him where we did all the episodes of the Let's Plays of the Disney games. That's uh, right. S- still available on Technophiles' YouTube page. Go check them out. Um, it's fun. <laughs> he's the one who brought it to my attention and then we both showed you. And uh, it was this really fascinating um, little element. And, you know, come to think of it, I I kind of wonder if removing that element, as well as the mm, disrespect to the Hawaiian natives, scenes was also removed as a result of of September 11th. Now, no certainly, obviously, completely, obviously, Hawaiian people aren't Middle Eastern people, right? But they the potential disrespect towards people of color might. It was a sensitive time, so maybe they felt as accurate as it, though it may have been. It was more appropriate to remove it, much like obviously remove the seven forty seven doing a one eighty across a freaking Hawaiian uh, skyscraper. Is, yeah, yeah, remove that. Remove. Yeah, that. just
0: just get rid of that. Just please, just just move it out of the way. Yeah, but but yeah. Having said yeah, I still I I would have never known that this was a thing. I didn't. I mm-hmm. would have never realized. They changed the entire ending. Uh, but real quick, for those of you who are listening to it, I will have the video on the Ghost Hat page for this episode, um, just so you guys can watch it. It's really a, it's a it's a fascinating like comparison because they do a side by side comparison of the original unreleased cut of the entire scene, and then yeah. on the left hand side, and then what the movie ended up being released as. And you actually see they there's whole just scenes that are just. Like chunks, are just missing entirely. Yeah, I think the
1: the the one thing that I'm I'm kind of disappointed that we lost were the in the in-flight jokes from Kevin McDonald's character Ploopy, yes. where he's yes. like trying to order the fish and like, like that whole that the, those whole airplane gag jokes are are eh, they're they're cute little comedic jokes that I'm disappointed to to have lost. But it, again, it's, this does not harm the overall product no. of Lilo and Stitch the film because they had to remove it. And yes, they had to remove it. It's really, honestly, it's a credit to again the animators for being able to to shift production to save the assets that they were able to save uh, to recreate the new climactic scene. And yeah. uh, you know, it's more beautiful landscapes of the Hawaiian of Hawaii. Uh, of Hawaii that we got to yeah. see instead. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it still works. That's fascinating. Like, it, it completely works. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel weird. I guess the only thing that remotely feels weird is the one random guy who can never just freaking eat his <laughs> ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> through the entire movie. <laughs> But like that, he's just out in. But yeah, I guess even so, that that's still that's funny and that still works because I was just gonna go like, well, it doesn't make sense that he's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But it's because <laughs> he hasn't been able to eat his damn ice cream and he went to the middle of nowhere on a beach by himself to eat it, and it still gets knocked off.
1: That, <laughs> like. that is, it's such great comedy. Uh, comedy is so subjective, and obviously people have their tastes, in there and. Smart comedy that allows for callbacks, visual callbacks, like the ice cream guy. That's mm-hmm. so simple, but it's, that's really intelligent humor it's, a, it's such a simple joke, but it's so smart and having, having a simple little callback like that, um, is, is a credit to the, uh, script and the, 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 The the production itself, I love I love comedy like that. And Stitch himself has so much physical comedy to him because he doesn't speak English, like he doesn't speak words. He just speaks Stitch babble, right? Right. And uh, like even his eyes don't have pupils, so you can't dilate them or move them around in a fashion to allow for emotion. So uh, it's it's a lot of physical comedy in this movie, as much as there's some great verbal comedy, um, and. I love it. I love that I love comedy.
0: It. I know. I know. And, it's, and that's what kept bringing me in when I remotely started thinking, like, does, is, this, am, is this a good movie? Like, every time I was watching, every time I had a remote <laughs> questioning in my head about the direction of the film or, like, damn this movie for this being so emotional, I constantly was like, but it's funny and well-written and well-put-together. And I just kept thinking of all these good compliment uh, good you know positive things in my head <laughs> that's good and that's good and that's good. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like i don't hate this at all guys <laughs> i don't at all so um, i want to do i just really quick i want to do tropes just before yes I forget, yes please please because yeah. it'll be very quick i promise guys don't worry it's just two
1: is that's it? F- um, I'll, it that's I'll all check i you found if you miss one that's all i found
0: uh, All right, what do you got <laughs> Perpetually barefoot protagonist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I
1: right. <laughs> see. I look for that now. I never noticed it. I can't remember which one you first brought it up in, but now I'm like, I notice it's it. It's like, hey, it right, happens another... all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then, of course, sadly, and this is like the saddest I have ever felt about doing this one, but mm. an orphan protagonist.
1: <laughs> yep, yep,
0: yep. It's like, I, like, before it's like, eh, I don't know. Belle doesn't have a mom, whatever. But it's like, no. I feel real Aww. bad for this one because Lilo and, and Nan- Nani both feel Nani, real to yeah. me, and I feel <laughs> sad, and I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those are the
1: two tropes I noticed as well. Okay,
0: good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to you know, leave those off the table this week. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure we got that, uh, got those, got those mentioned. That's all.
1: Yeah, I, I'm disappointed that this isn't currently streaming on Netflix. Everything else, Lilo and Stitch is streaming on Netflix. it's currently on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu kids.
0: for those of you out there who may have that service as well. That's that's yeah. how I've actually been watching the last handful of them because we've reached the movies in the uh, Disney catalog that it's like, if it's not on Netflix, it's on Hulu. It's on yeah. one of those two <laughs> right and now. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been uh, lucky enough to to have an easy way of being able to watch most of these mm. films as of late. Yeah, and that, yeah. Makes life simpler. Uh, we
1: we do have some comments from from our listeners. Thank you so much for for those of you who commented this week. You can hit up facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod if you want Woo! to. Uh, we we will post the episode before we record. So if you have any questions or comments you want us to get to, you can hit us up there, uh, and then always come back. Uh, you can always come back after you've listened to an episode and uh, comment on our on your thoughts about what we've said or maybe something we missed. Um, we actually have a new listener has been going back and commenting on some of our previous episodes. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> Yeah, he commented on um, uh, "Fox and the Hound," and there's another one he commented on, but uh, I, I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, but thank you for for that. Um, uh, he I believe that comment- is Evan. Ev- yes, thank you, Evan.
0: Uh, I wanted to. Uh, I want. I like to call people's names out. Yes, and, em- as, and embarrass you. <laughs> uh,
1: he made a great comment about. Um, if if Fox and the Hound is about segregation, isn't it pro-segregation at the end? And I don't think it's promoting a pro-segregation of uh, ending the Fox and the Hound, but I do think that it is stating that, unfortunately, the sad case at the time is this is just better for the two of them um, because society isn't ready. Uh, so I, I agree with you that it, it's... It's unfortunately, by my theory that it's this movie about um the separation of of the races that then that is what the finale is stating unfortunately yeah that is that is what the finale is stating, and that's that's very sad mm-hmm. And, of course,
0: Um, I have to give give a real quick thanks to Colin for his beans and bacon and whiskey and lard from the Atlantis (laughs) thing. (laughs) Sorry. I needed to say thank you for that because I saw that. bacon, whiskey, and lard. Got all four basic food food groups. groups. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I, I interrupted completely in the midst of of your conversation.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, Natasia mentioned she talked about the the 9-11 ending that was changed. Uh, about flying through Hawaii. So yes, Natasha, we, we did, we did touch on that. Um, but she did point out that it looks like David's necklace is Maui's hook.
0: Oh, Um, yes. Yeah.
1: And, uh, I, I've, I would bet that that is Maui's hook. That, that is probably a traditional Maui's hook necklace that a character is wearing. <clears throat> I got a cough, so go ahead and talk, Jeff.
0: Guys, that means, guys, you realize that this means that we are building a second Disney universe with these films, and the fact that, that Lilo and Stitch and Moana <laughs> are in the same universe, oh, but at the same no. time, if the theory about the giant crab is that he is the genie's former uh, uh, master at some point, and that's why the <laughs> lamp is in Moana, what are we going to do?
1: I don't understand the timeline we need this guys. We need a chart, we need a, a room we can lock you in with red yarn and a bunch of news clippings and we will figure we will crack this Jeff we will crack in
0: it. we will crack it in four and a half hours because <laughs> I am good at this sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, Natasha also said
1: she loves the sisterly love in this movie uh, as much as Frozen uh, Frozen wasn't the first so Ohana means family family means no one gets left behind uh, Brad uh, thank you Brad for listening and commenting Brad's a good friend of mine Um, From back in the day, one of his favorite movies, uh, one of his favorites, definitely one of the only Disney movies of this era that has any lasting cultural impact. Try finding any new merchandise from the movies immediately before and after this at the Disney parks. Stitch is everywhere. For trick-or-treating this year, there's a girl dressed as Lilo and another kid dressed as Stitch. Not together, but there was... So that's cool. Find me that kind of love for Meet the Robinsons or Home on the Range. Brad, you will never find that kind of love for Meet the Robinsons or Home on the Range.
0: <laughs> I oftentimes, like when we originally started doing this list and oftentimes in the last six months, every time I just scroll through the upcoming movies, I go, what is that film? I like Because there's a bunch of movies in this era that I just, I've... I didn't even know were films, you know. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: no this this movie definitely has a cultural impact, and it's because it's because Stitch is such a memorable character. It goes all the way to that advertising campaign. The fact that you, Jeff, have enough of a vivid memory of the record being played by Stitch's yeah. finger says something about the impact and how memorable this character is. Let alone this film. So, and, yeah, and this
0: movie this movie came out in between my junior and senior year of high school. So again, mm-hmm. we're well into the era of these films where I'm I'm a teenager, I don't care about Disney films anymore. Man, um, I, I,
1: I remember this movie, <laughs> my buddy Tim, my best friend Tim, got a Stitch doll that you that came in his space outfit and you could take the space outfit and, and push two of his arms in so that he had, or he had four arms, you could push two in, you could push his antenna down and turn him into the Earth Stitch and it was this really cool doll and then you'd squeeze him and you'd say, oh, I'm on Miss family. Like, <laughs> like, it was a... He, he was obsessed with it. And he's, you know, a 19-year-old kid in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think his, his rationale was that chicks dig stitch, so therefore chicks would dig him for digging stitch. Well, I'm sure, that was...
0: <laughs> ladies out there, I like stitch, so Jeff Locke to takes...
1: me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Chris Scholes, uh yeah, one of our fellow <laughs> fellow and friends. Uh, this was a much better movie than he ever gave it credit for. The sister is such a complex character for a movie of this type, and the music is great as well. Yes, Schulze, I completely agree on all points there. Um, and our good friend Thomas, uh, he has a bit of a, a, a longer mar- uh Longer bit of comments here, so I'll, I'll comment um, on the page itself. But uh, while he did say, while reconsidering this film, uh, while I'm willing to reconsider the films to come, he considers this the last flat out masterpiece. That Lilo and Stitch are some of the most inventive and fun characters in the studio's history. Whether it be the fact that Stitch can't die or Lilo's relationship with her sister, just feels so honest. It's such a fun movie and makes me wish more of their foot output in universes or galaxies were this rich. Hundred percent, Thomas. We you, you will not hear any objection from us. Nope, um, not at all. And, and, and it's I, and, it's, yeah, it's ahead, sad
0: to think it's sad to think about the fact that. He's you know obviously we haven't we haven't seen a lot of the ones that are coming up but just going off of the pop culture knowledge that's bouncing around inside my head of some of these movies that we're going to see yeah there's not a ton of just all out fantastic movies coming up not a ton i didn't not say yet. there aren't any cuz i can <laughs> think of at least 3 in the top of my head but out of out of where this is number forty two, we have 42, what fourteen yeah. more of these Aww. movies to do. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? It's sad, yeah. guys. Um, but like, out of those fourteen, to only have maybe three or four being like fantastic, it's yeah. it's such a small T- little TBT. number. No TBT. spoilers for
1: me. No spoilers for me, Jeff. Uh, Come on, but CC. I... We all know that you really love Bolt. Oh, my fa- <laughs> funnily enough, Bolt was the next project for the director of Lilo and Stitch that he went and did. But that's that's a story for when we get to Bolt. Uh, I Can't really wait. love that we're in this science fiction era because I grew up as such a science fiction geek, loving Star Wars and Star mm-hmm. Trek and Back to the Future, and like and 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 sci-fi means so much to to me in my in my youth and it means so much to me now i had forgotten that we got this run of sci-fi we had steampunk atlantis journey to the center of the earth style sci-fi last week now we have this straight up sci-fi universal romp now and we get a universe hopping sci-fi next week as well this is a fun little era and i agree with thomas i wish that disney's exploration into sci-fi had yielded more impact than their fantasies not that i'm disrespecting their fantasies Mm -hmm. um but uh, luckily enough there is a sci-fi movie coming down the pipe that i really love oh great see i spoiled are you happy now jeff I it's made Bolt. a spoiler. It's
0: it's Bolt. It's exactly it's, Bolt. It's John Travolta and yeah. uh, and yeah. Miley yeah. Cyrus singing. Right? Yeah. It's, it's that movie, yeah. right? Isn't it? Yeah, that is yeah. that movie. <laughs> I, had to, I had to look it up real quick. I'm like, I'm making a reference, and while I'm making the reference, I'm fact checking my reference. Fact
1: checking. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, of all the movies we've no. watched in this set of films, silly you. <laughs> Dang, uh, you beat me to we, the punch. We only have two on this one, and I think it's a fair bet. I can guess where you're going to put it, and I think you guys. I loved Atlantis: gonna... The Lost Empire. Uh, I hope you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where Atlantis you... all the way.
1: Where do you rank this one?
0: Honestly, it wasn't even a question, despite all of the <laughs> emotional, like, just all over the place that I was while watching this movie, and just hmm. not knowing what to expect, not knowing what to think of it. It, it, by the time it ended, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is this is this is a great this is a very fun movie, and I completely yeah, yeah. understand why it was so successful and is continuing to be so successful. You know, yeah. years later. We're talking we're talking sixteen years almost sixteen years later, you know, <laughs> from when it was yeah, released.
1: This, if if you have not seen this movie, watch this movie. If you watch have it. kids and make them watch this movie because I, yeah. I guarantee there's enough flash in this that they will fall in love with it and you won't be annoyed if they want to watch this a bunch of times.
0: Right. Especially if you, yeah, if you, if you have multiple kids, I feel mm-hmm. like, like if you, have, if you have siblings of kind of nearing similar ages, even so, I mean, yeah, Nanny or Nanny was she was what? Like 16 maybe? 17? Well,
1: she she she'd probably have to be 18, 17, eight, uh, around right. 18 because she's getting parental. She's uh the guardian of Lilo. That's um, right.
0: So, she's a good at least 10 12 oh, yeah. years older than Lilo, older. right? Yeah. 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 So that, that's a decent age range for 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 two kids, especially only two. It's not like well, they have like a like a middle kid. It's not like it's yeah. three kids, you know.
1: The, so, I, the wacky
0: middle brother <laughs> yeah, who just sits on the couch playing video games saying nothing the entire time yeah. D- Jeremy will you help me whatever
1: Nani she, yeah. you got it Nani could it be voiced uh, by uh, Pauly Shore Pauly Shore <laughs> <laughs> Nani you got it the weasel oh, please. so you found a way to ruin Lilo and Stitch good job Jeff Good job! I am so proud of myself right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely this is a great, great family film because it does what the best family films do, and it, mm-hmm. it appeals on every level. That's go, rewatching it now, even even though I'm only about a year removed from when I watched it for the one minute rewatch, I was able to see the more adult themes in here. But uh, watching it as a kid, watching it watching it with kids, there's so much fun to be had in it. That I, I feel like you could, you you just cover the bases of all ages. I would be, I'd be really, in, I would really love to talk to someone who doesn't like this movie. Yeah. Because I'd want to know why. Like, yeah. uh, oftentimes that's my favorite kind of conversations to be like, hey, this is the beloved film and you don't like it. Please yeah. explain to me why. And don't, and do not. Not like it because that's the hip thing to do, right? Don't be right. one of those. Don't be one of those haters going to hate people. Like have legitimate reasons why you don't like it. But I, I, I'd, I would bet you'd be hard pressed not to find. Or you'd be hard pressed to find someone who couldn't find a way to enjoy this movie. Come on,
0: yeah. And if, if anything, at the at the very least, just be like, ah, eh, you know, it was fine. It's just not my cup of yeah. tea. You know, like even that much. Like that's 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 even better than you going like, no, I hated the movie. Why? Well, I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> like that's not an answer come no, on because
1: no. you could even i found this website um it was around tarzan i found the website that about it was adoption in films and it was a mm-hmm. uh, analysis of films that have adoption and and th- and that website gives this movie very high acclaim for representing broken families and adoption and uh, all these great conversation points f- that this movie can bring up to kids who are brought into families because Stitch, being very much this kind of adopted brother, is a a or even having a a, a really rambunctious younger kid in the family, um, you could sit down and watch this and be like, let's discuss Stitch and as an al- as an allegory for your troubled little brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that's
0: it, Stitch. Is the third sibling of this family? He is Polly Shore. He's
1: Polly Shore. All right, Jeff. You know what you have to do now. You have to create a supercut of scenes using Polly Shore quotes in replace of Stitch's babble. You've you've done this to your. You've brought this on yourself. You've brought this on yourself. So it's I'm my number very... one. This, uh, is my number one. this is my number one, and also for the
0: record, guys, for the record, everybody, it's my number one as well. <laughs> just, just so I, that was clear. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Jeff, we have we have the same number one, the same number two. It's a strong start. A uh, strong start. We, we 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 will see where this ends up. I so listeners out there, where does this end up on on uh, on your list of does, does this even fit into some people's top ten of all time? I bet it does. Um, I, I certainly feel like there's at least a handful of our listeners who who love this movie to the point of putting it in their top ten of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can hit us up on Facebook. Like I said, you can also tweet at me, at TC's Big Head. You can tweet at Jeff, at Random Bell. Let yo, us know yo. your thoughts on everything we had to say here today. Yes. Uh,
0: Yes, yes indeed. Well, and then it's easy. <laughs> if there's nothing else, then uh, let's well let's just briefly bring up what next week's
1: movie yes. is. Yes. What what is next week? We're we're staying in the sci fi. Mm. Staying in the sci-fi
0: and our second film of two thousand two being released a whole whopping five months. After the uh, after this <laughs> one, uh, and this is the movie that going into Atlantis, I thought I was You're, watching. You thought you were watching. That's right. <laughs> this we're gonna see 2002's Treasure Planet next. Treasure week. Planet. Now, have you seen Treasure Treasure Planet before? Um, I remember my nieces had it on TV once. okay, okay. and that was years ago, uh, could not tell you anything that happens in it uh, or what goes (laughs) on. I had to just look up who the cast list was, because even though, like I just said, I thought Atlantis was Treasure Planet, I'm like, did Michael J. Fox do voices in this one too? And (laughs) I had to look it up, and (laughs) no, he doesn't. Cool. I'm
1: I'm looking forward to diving into this one, because it has been a good number of years since I've watched this one, and I do have some particular feelings about it. Uh, I won't say anything more than that. But I'm interested to go back and rewatch it because I want to see how those feelings shake down after after reevaluation. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a big part of me that I mean, like, like I'm kind of excited, and we're not going to get too much into it, but like I'm kind of excited because Ted Elliott and Terry Ro- Rocio or Rocio are two of the writers on this film, and they're better known for their Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Ah, well. Uh, TBD. Uh, is this streaming on Netflix? I, uh, Netflix? You know what? I should have looked. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I haven't done. I haven't made that mistake in like fifty episodes. So I shouldn't say so- fifty. We done that. But like a couple dozen episodes, I used to be like, I believe it's streaming on Netflix, and you'd like, it's not streaming it's on not Netflix. Streaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, right now, no. It looks like it okay. is not streaming on Netflix. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably on Hulu though, or at least Amazon well, Prime. Maybe? We'll tr- oh, try my to, goodness.
1: <laughs> try to track it down, folks, uh, to give us a watch so you can join us in our conversation <laughs> next week. But I think... That does it. Jeff, we did it. another episode in the bank.
0: We did another episode in the can. Yeah. Only yeah. 14 more to go, oh, man. sadly. So we're I, right every now time you upon- say it. <laughs> Every time you say it, I'm sad. Every time. It's getting worse and worse right now. So if you think about it, it's another four months. So around May or so <laughs> is about the time that we should be kind of wrapping up. Oh, man, that'd be funny if we wrapped up around the same time that the AFI podcast wrapped up, because that was in May. Oh, DG. An anniversary of the ending of a previous podcast. (laughs) Worst anniversary. Ever,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we, we we have we certainly have discussions that um, you know maybe we'll get some feedback from the fans uh, again, maybe tweeting or hitting up Facebook about yes. what the future holds for the show, what the future holds for you and us, how we're going to handle our ranking and last episode. There's some fun little things we have to look forward to as we as we near the conclusion of this series. Uh, oh, but yes. we, but but we're not there yet. We not still yet. have <laughs> weeks to go. So Jeff, awesome. Um, this was again fun. You know. I miss being it's, in the same room with you. But I, I know I love we this. got spoiled. You know yeah, we, we yeah. do
0: that every once in a while just to remind us of remind each other about how much we like being in the same room together. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then you go away to Colorado, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got got and work then to next do. week Will be Arizona, work
1: quote unquote. <laughs> wait, wait, why are you quote unquoting what states <laughs> I'm in? <laughs> All right, everybody, we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation off of Mike. <laughs> uh, I'm, All right, T C, te- do I, it. I, uh, uh, th- this was a. Wait, hold on a second. Dang, how can I forget the freaking sign off? <laughs> this was a podcast. Yeah. We were the people you were listening to. And this is a sign off.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy boy. Treasure Planet's going to be on Hulu. Watch it on there, guys. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I had to look it up real quick.
1: <laughs> a little less conversation, a little more podcast, please. Ooh, man, so Dude. many ways we could have started this yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're the the devil in disguise, Jeff.
0: Uh, Well, it's only because I'm stuck in my heartbreak hotel. Mm -hmm. You hound dog. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media. Proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at (laughs) www.ghosthat.net.
1: I like the ending.